Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up first on this edition, you will hear comments from Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, U.S. Army retired, who applies a Christian perspective to world events, providing expert insight into the most recent conflict between Israel and Hamas and its implications. Then you'll be hearing from former Bremerton, Washington High School assistant football coach Joe Kennedy. As perhaps you're aware, he received a positive ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court after having been fired for walking to midfield and praying after games. He shares about his long ordeal and how his faith in God has sustained him. And on this edition of The Intersection, with the massive interest in mental health issues being addressed from a Christian worldview perspective, I talked with several experts at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, including Christian counselor Mel Tavares, who brings insight about applying a Christ-centered perspective into the arena of our minds. Finally, a conversation highlight relative to Pastor and Staff Appreciation Month in October is on the way from Dustin Manus of Reaching Souls International, bringing insight on the struggles of ministry leaders and how they can engage in biblically-based care of their souls. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, U.S. Army retired, the author of the book, Divided We Stand, The Globalist Scheme for One World Government, joined me recently on The Meeting House to discuss recent developments involving Israel and the October 7th incursion by Hamas, its significance, effect on world events, and prophetic implications. From that conversation, here now is Robert McGinnis. They fought 50 years ago on Saturday. Uh, they had the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Yom Kippur War, which was initiated by uh, Syrians and Egyptians that did a simultaneous attack from the north and from the south against the small state of Israel. And, you know, it, the Lord blessed them and allowed them to survive that simultaneous attack, which was very brutal. Um, but it wasn't a coincidence, I don't think, that, you know, 50 years to the day on Yom Kippur, uh, we have yet another massive uh, attack. This time, yeah, it was by Hamas, and of course they fought Hamas you know, over the years a number of times, but this was the worst, uh, an orchestrated attack by arguably more than a thousand jihadist fighters of Hamas uh, that infiltrated through uh, the, the sensor-laden barbed wire fence that surrounds the Gaza Strip, and then there were others that came in by hang gliders, some charged across in uh, motorized vehicles, uh, motorbikes and the like, uh, but they made a concerted effort to go into 28 settlements that are not that far from the Gaza Strip that are occupied by Jews, and many of which are kibbutzes, and they started to decimate and to commit atrocities, uh, killing men, women, and children in such the, the most heinous of all ways. And so you have Hamas arguably by uh, the permission of the Ayatollah in Iran, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, was involved through his 
IRGC, Islamic uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps, which of course is uh, kind of the, the the militant terrorist seeding uh, arm of the Ayatollah. And of course, we in the United States have designated Iran as a state sponsor of terrorism. And this is in spades, uh, perhaps the worst that we've seen. So when there's something going on with Israel, when there's military action taking place, you you know that there perhaps is something prophetic that is going on. So from your standpoint, what do you see taking place with respect to, to Bible prophecy in this particular incident? What I've seen over time is that you know, I think of Ezekiel 38, I think of what the Russians are doing to the north. I think of the massive army that we see in Revelation of 200 million, and I think of China, and I've written about that as well. Uh, certainly, you know, Israel is in the middle of the end-time scenario, and I think that it's very clear that we have uh, players uh, that are very much aligning themselves for the end times. I could see how all of these explosive situations across the world could could usher in those very end times. I think, though, you know, what I see and what I really get a sense is that the spiritual uh, alignment of what's going on that we can't see in the unseen realm is very, very vivid to me today. And in fact, I, I woke up um, in the middle of the night praying uh, about the, the poor captives that are mm. inside tunnels there in uh, the Gaza area that, that are suffering tremendously and, will, and most of them will ultimately die at the hand of these terrorists. And I think that evil can only come from one entity, and that's Satan and his demonic armies. And so I think that as we reach, you know, this growing instability, you know, I really believe that this could be ushering in the second coming of Christ. Um, I don't know any better than anyone else, but uh, I see globally uh, an instability that, you know, has never existed, arguably even worse than the situation when the Nazis and the emperor of Japan, you know, formed an alliance against the rest of the world. Uh, these are tenuous times, and I think the, the spirits are, are speaking loudly as to just how unstable the world is today. Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, U.S. Army, retired here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find him on Facebook at R.L. McGinnis. That is spelled M-A-G-I-N-N-I-S. Well, this is the Intersection Podcast. Next up, it's former Bremerton, Washington High School assistant football coach Joe Kennedy. Last year, he received a positive ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court after having been fired for walking to midfield and praying after games. In the course of our conversation, he related about his long ordeal and how his faith in God has sustained him. He has written a book entitled Average Joe, the Coach Joe Kennedy Story. Here now from that conversation is Joe Kennedy. I was in uh, our eighth season, so eight <laughs> years I've been doing this, and it's twice a week on a Friday night, you know, for the varsity, and then again on Monday nights uh, for the junior varsity. So eight years uh, without a single hitch, and then 
somebody came to one of our games from one of the other school districts and saw what we were doing and felt compelled to call the principal of Bremerton High School. And he said, I just want to tell you, I went to my first football game, and I got to tell you, what I saw was awesome. And so this all stemmed mm. not from a uh, complaint. This came from a compliment. Wow. And so the school district contacted you. Tell us just about a, a bit about the chain of events that ensued from there. Yeah, it's some things you can't even make up. It was a bad game of, of telephone. So the principal wanted to know what our football program was doing. He went to the athletic director, who got nervous about the principal asking about it. So the athletic director went to the head coach and said, the, you know, the principal's asking about this, so he's worried about the athletic director and the principal. By the time it got to me, it was, you better not pray or you're going to get fired. And it was a simple post on, uh, after I prayed after that game, I, uh, they all gave me the look and mouth, you're going to be fired. I did a one post, one simple post on Facebook that said, I think I just got fired for praying, and it went viral overnight. By then, it was too late to stop. The school district had to take a stand on it because they could potentially get a lawsuit in um, in uh, uh, the establishment clause violation. So they, they were so risk-adverse that they wanted me to stop praying with the with the players. And I did. I stopped play, praying with the players. I never prayed with my team again. But they still saw me out there, and they were, oh, we could still get in trouble. And they tried to remove that. They gave me a letter of direction that said, Either I, I follow the, the directions of the school or I get in, suspended. So I had to make a choice between God and, and my job. Mm -hmm. And you basically started out praying alone, but you were joined by others, correct? That is correct. It, probably, uh, I don't know, uh, six months into the season, uh, you know, from when it started, they they a couple of my players came up and said, Coach, what are you, what are you doing out there? Uh, I said, you know, I'm just thanking God for what you guys did and being part of it. And they wanted to join. They asked, can, can we join you? And I said, this is a free country, and this is your team. You guys do whatever you want to do. And they did, and they it grew and grew and grew. All right, June 27, 2022, the word came down that you had been victorious in this long Supreme Court case. Tell me about that day, what it was like, and really your response to what the Supreme Court had decided. Yeah, we were sitting uh, in in a conference room with all my lawyers in Plano, Texas, the guys from First Liberty Institute. And um, Dobbs just came out, uh, Roe versus Wade uh, t uh, overturn uh, case came out the week before. So we didn't know when mine was going to come out. We, there was only a couple weeks left in, in the Supreme Court to give uh, their opinions. So we're sitting in there, and that morning, boom, it pops up. And we all were kind of shocked. And they started reading it and what it, what it meant. And I'm asking the lawyers, like, oh, what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> and they were shushing me. They were like, we're trying to read. And I'm like, somebody please tell me what's happening. They say, you won, 6-3. So they finished uh, reading it, and then we all kind of looked around the room, and I mean, just cheers. We just all, and then we said a qu quick prayer, and then we did 87 interviews in the next three days. Wow. Tell me what you see now as the significance of this Supreme Court decision. Well, number one, it, it really shows you that um, God does belong in, in, in our lives, and it's as simple as 
were allowed to have God in the public square and we could bring him to school. That was so huge. But it really clarified and the religious liberties, it overturned bad precedents over the past 50 years where, you know, you hear people saying all the time, the separation of church and state and uh, establishment clause mm-hmm. and all these other things. But nobody really taken time to understand what it means. And the justices, they clarified that, that the First Amendment is to work in conjunction with each other with free speech and the free exercise. So it's no longer where it, they made it clashing, but they work in unison together. So you can bring God into any place, anytime, anywhere. Joe Kennedy here on The Intersection. His website address is CoachJoeKennedy.com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through MeetingHouseOnline.info or connect through the programming menu from the homepage at FaithRadio.org. At The Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast as well as The Meeting House program. There are links to the podcast to the Media Center, as well as to the Apple Podcast feed. Plus, there's a link from the Meeting House homepage to the Faith Radio YouTube channel, through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Also through the Meeting House homepage, there are links to two blogs. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. That is updated weekly. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House program. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Content can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. This is the Intersection Podcast from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Christian counselor Mel Tavares discussed principles based on the scriptures related to her book entitled 21 Days to Improved Mental Well-Being. Here now from that conversation is Mel Tavares. You know, I said 21 days because I think most of us have heard the adage 21 days to create a new habit. Yeah. I think it's the beginning for any of our habits. We try to change lifestyle changes, and this is no different. So 21 days just gives people a little glimmer of hope. Yes. If they would just read through it for three weeks and begin to implement a couple of nuggets in the book even, but there's stuff that they can grab each day that at the end of three weeks, if they will do these things, Um, myself included, I'm not exempt. If we do these things consistently, we will see that our mental well-being is so much better. And we have to make that, that commitment to allow God to do his work, as long as it takes, whatever it takes. And this is so wonderful that you can give people that hope. And I hope that I came across in the way that I intended with respect to the the 20 day 21 day time frame because it really is as they say it does take 
21 days, three weeks to form a new habit. So if you can get people walking in the right direction, that's that's wonderful. So how do we get started? How do we do this? Well, <laughs> you know, there I, did, I made this so simplistic that people might think, do we really actually need a book about this? And I think the answer is yes. Oh, because yes. if we didn't, and we already could do it on our own, then we would all be doing it. We wouldn't have an epidemic in our country. So it is simplistic things like um, eating correctly, you know, eating healthy food. I was, I was just saying to somebody earlier today that, you know, our bodies, if we go through a drive-through, which I'm guilty of doing when I'm very, very busy, I have an awareness that it's going to take six hours for our body to recover from our binge at the drive-thru. And so... I believe that. And so if we make a healthier choice, yeah. then we're going to feel better physically. And literally, you know, the foods that we choose at the drive-thru has the chemicals and the gluten and whatever in it that it causes a brain fog. Most people don't know that. It literally causes a brain fog. So there's something. Um, being able to get a good night's sleep that sounds silly but our bodies rejuvenate themselves and our mind rests and rejuvenates itself and the neurons in our mind reconnect while we're resting and sleeping so we have to make time and not be 24 7 push 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 and then there are other things like taking time to rest taking you know jesus taught us when he Mm. said you know, I'm going to retreat now. He would minister, and then he would pull back, and he would retreat. And he would take time with the Lord, and he would, uh, you know, pray, and he would physically rest. And so even the, the busiest of us with our jobs and our families and everything, our ministries, we have to stop and take time to rest. Mm. Or we're going to burn out, and we're going to suffer from that anxiety and depression and the all that that comes with that. Mel Tavara is here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Dr. or D-R Mel Tavares, T-A-V-A-R-E-S dot com. This is The Intersection Podcast. I had the opportunity during October, Pastor and Staff Appreciation Month, to talk with Dustin Manus. He is president and CEO of an organization called Reaching Souls International. In our conversation, he highlighted the importance of ministry leaders taking care of themselves, including rest and refreshment, based on an article that he wrote for the Church Executive website. Here now from that Meeting House conversation is Dustin Manus. I found myself starting to avoid making decisions that required too much emotional you know, input uh, from me. And uh, man, when you do that, when your job is to hear from the Lord, and then determine direction for your ministry or your flock, uh, you have got to spend intentional time <laughs> with God where you can quiet down every other voice except his. And that, that is so hard to do on, on, on the daily. So, so for me, uh, a, a few years ago, this started with me taking a three-month sabbatical and going and talking to, to my board of directors about that and, and uh, why, that, why that was needed. And so I'll, I'll talk about that, and, and I'd like to talk about some practical steps that the leaders can take. And even as church bodies, we can be looking out for, for our pastors. But I've been around a little while now. It, it's my observation as Christian leaders, we do a really poor job of taking care of our own souls. 
and there's there's probably not a lot of other people looking out for us because they think that we're doing a good job. We're, you know, we're, we're the pastors, we're the ministry leaders. Who are they to tell us? You know, we instruct them in spiritual things, mm. but but we really need people looking out for us also. You know, looking out for your pastor, your ministry team. You know, how is their health spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically? Who's checking on them? You know, don't don't make them wait till they're desperate and have to ask for it. You know, so how do, how do we do that on a on a practical level? And so, um, for me, yes, it started with taking three months a three month sabbatical where I wasn't writing a book, it wasn't project, you know, focused. It was just for intentional time with the Lord. And I really disconnected fully from the, from the responsibilities of the ministry during that time and just sought that intentional time with the Lord where I could quiet all the external stuff, you know, no email, no phone call. <laughs> and then it takes a while to, to uh, quiet the internal noise, hmm. you know, it, I need to remember to do this and you remember to do that. Did I check on this? Did I check, you know, all the, all the racket that goes on in your mind when you, when you try to be quiet before the Lord and that takes some time. And so that, that's hard to do with just a 15 minute, you know, devotional in the morning, even though that stuff's important, but intentional time with the Lord over a longer period of time, I think is so, so important. Uh, Bob, you mentioned uh, burnout. It, it's not unique to ministry, but ministry is fertile ground for it. Uh, there, there was a uh, Barna survey last year, and it said the percentage of pastors who've considered quitting full-time ministry within the past year is at 42%. And 56% of the pastors who considered quitting said it's because of the immense stress of the job that factored into their, their thoughts for leaving. Mm. It seems like to me that perhaps something effective for church members to do in appreciation of their pastors is something having to do with with rest or getting away or maybe some sort of vacation. I, I don't know. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. I, I think I think time where they can disconnect from the responsibilities. Um, so I think if you can do something financially that helps them to be able to, to, to get away, maybe go on a, go on a short trip, uh, you know, by themselves or maybe just with their spouse, I think if you can allow them to do that and not be texting them and calling them (laughs) and encourage them not to be checking, you know, let, let somebody else in the flock, an associate pastor or lay person, I mean, step up and, and. Help shepherd the body so so your leaders can can get that rest. And so, uh, most pastors and ministers they feel some measure of of loneliness uh, because of the weight of their position, even though they're surrounded by by loving people. So, taking the initiative and helping them seek rest is a great idea. Uh, helping them to build a regular rhythm of that, and so it's not just every October. But hey, if we're going to start with every October. That's great. That that's better than what most of them are getting. So. But let them really get away and, and, and uh, disconnect. And I'd say just protect them while they're gone. But most pastors have a fear of, of being out of the pulpit or leaving their church because they, they think things could, you know, turn poorly or they could turn on them or, you know, something goofy that, that we do sometimes as the, <laughs> as the body of Christ. So, you know, protect them while they're gone so they can go in peace and, and 
uh, really seek out God's voice. Dustin Manus here on The Intersection. You can find out more at reachingsouls.org. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. Again, you can find out more through the Faith Radio website. Just go to the programming menu. When the dropdown appears, click on the Meeting House link. You can also go directly through meetinghouseonline.info. At the Meeting House homepage, there's a link to the Media Center through which you can listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House radio program. There's also a link to the Media Center through that programming menu at faithradio.org. And through the Meeting House homepage, there are links to the Intersection podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. There's also a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go through the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.